Good morning, I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. The Tampa Downtown Partnership announced a new ride service coming to downtown Tampa. WMNF's Chris Young reports this announcement comes a couple of years after their former one was shuttered due to funding issues. The service is called Dash and will drive passengers around downtown in bright yellow Teslas. Sean Drinkard is the interim president for the Tampa Downtown Partnership. It's not just a transit option. It's not just a way to explore downtown. Uh, but I think the experience of the vehicle along with the staffing, I think will be a really fun, exciting experience. He says Dash will be different from their last project called the Downtowner. It was a service similar to Uber that also used electric cars to get commuters from point to point downtown. It ended April 2021 due to a lack of funding. In its initial concept with the Downtowner, uh, it took a, a multitude of funding pieces uh, to make sure that it was sustainable. Uh, what we're kicking off with Dash is, is 100% funded uh, by the Tampa Downtown Partnership and revenue sources that we already have in-house. The Downtowner was door-to-door and fares were free and later raised to a dollar. Dash will have fees similar to a bus fare and will also drop riders off at 20 hubs around downtown. Drinkard says there were lessons learned from the downtowner and is optimistic about Dash. Whether you're living, working, or visiting, learning in downtown, uh, once you arrive in downtown, there's not that need to get back into your vehicle to find another parking option. You can explore the seven neighborhoods and do it through the Dash program. The new service is set to offer its first rides in October. Interested drivers can apply starting August 1st on tampasdowntown.com. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young in Tampa. More voices, conservative and liberal, are expressing concerns about the wording of two parts of Florida's new black history standards. While critics are calling on Governor Ron DeSantis' administration to make changes, Lynn Hatter reports the governor has doubled down on his defense of the language. One part of the standards states enslaved people, quote, developed skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Another line in the standards deals with the race riots of the early 1920s when white mobs burned and destroyed black towns. It describes acts of violence, quote, perpetrated against and by African Americans. It's been more than a week since the Florida Board of Education approved the standards, and since then there have been calls for change from liberals and conservative groups alike. The Black Conservative Federation, Republicans like U.S. Senator Tim Scott and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, both presidential contenders, have all called out the language. So has Republican Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. Donalds praised the state for its overall product, but he drew the governor's ire in a recent interview with WINK-TV when he said the language should be corrected. The talking point narrative around it, yeah, it sounds awful. Like nobody should be accepting of that, of that, of that. Uh, but when you read through the standards, they actually did a very good job in covering all aspects of black history in the United States. In response, the governor's camp has questioned whether Donald is a real conservative. Donald's has endorsed President Donald Trump's re-election bid over DeSantis. Meanwhile, the governor himself has defended the standards and characterizes the criticism as lies. Why would they come down when you have all these other problems, come down to Florida and lie about something that's readily checkable if you just look at how robust the standards are? 
During the State Board of Education meeting, when the standards were approved, the department's Paul Burns also defended the language. Our standards do not teach that slavery was beneficial. Our standards don't do that. And in a further defense, the governor's spokesman has pointed to language in a since-rejected AP African-American history course that does include a similar description to how enslaved people used the skills they learned. Included in Florida's new black history standards are important leaders like General Colin Powell and President Barack Obama as examples of patriotism. Also included, the Okoe and Rosewood massacres, the role of black fraternities and sororities, civil rights group like the NAACP and the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Council. Noted Floridians, historical and recent, like Bullet Bob Hayes and filmmaker Will Packer, sit alongside famous educator Mary McLeod Bethune. The standards also discuss the role of African nations in the slave trade. I'm Lan Hatter. The Florida Board of Education has released new rules reinforcing a slate of laws restricting discussion and instruction of sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. WLRN intern Ariana Otero reports that many LGBTQ students are anxiously wondering what's in store. The rules are meant to clarify how newly passed anti-LGBTQ laws can be implemented. Teachers can now lose their licenses if they fail to refer to a K-12 student by any pronouns not associated with their assigned sex. Last year's so-called Don't Say Gay law bars instruction of LGBTQ topics in the classroom. C.J. Walden, an LGBTQ rights organizer and 2019 Boca Raton Community High School alumnus, says he fears the policies will have harmful ripple effects for students. They're struggling with their identity and they don't have the proper support and it's very damaging and very harmful. Dr. Natasha Palopoulos is a pediatric psychiatrist in Miami who works with LGBTQ youth. When they're getting the message that who they are is wrong, who they are is invalid, that school is an unsafe place for them, it's going to perpetuate really horrible mental health statistics. LGBTQ youth are more than four times as likely to attempt suicide than their peers. That's according to the Trevor Project, an LGBTQ suicide prevention nonprofit. If you or someone you know experiences a mental health emergency, help is available by calling or texting 988, the Suicide Prevention and Crisis Lifeline. I'm Ariana Otero in Miami. According to a police report, the Tampa Police Department responded to a carjacking that took place yesterday afternoon in the 2300 block of West Hillsboro Avenue. LaVon Daniels reportedly assaulted two women as they stood talking beside a car before taking that car and fleeing the area. The victims were transported to a nearby hospital to be treated for injuries, including a possible concussion and an injured wrist. Deputies with Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office arrested Daniels after police say he committed additional crimes in the area. Daniels admitted to the offense and identified himself in the video surveillance from the scene. Daniels was charged with armed carjacking, aggravated battery with a weapon, causing great bodily harm and grand theft. He was transported to Orient Road Jail. It's mild and sunny in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today in the lower 90s, overnight lows in the mid-70s. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop. Recorded at WMNF Tampa.